Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Feeling Blue from the Block M Podcast Network here with you on Wednesday night, August 9th, headed into Thursday, August 10th. Football season right around the corner, three weeks from this Saturday. The big house is going to be full it's going to be rocking as Michigan opens their season with East Carolina. Luke Yardy here with you. Tyler Seeley joining me as always here on Feeling Blue. A lot to get to as we're about a week into camp. Uh, we got some great comments uh, from a couple of leaders on this year's team that we're going to talk about. And one of them from uh, quarterback J.J. McCarthy kind of expanding on what we talked about on last week's show. Before we get into it all, Tyler Seeley, what's going on, man? How are we doing here tonight? Not much. I'm doing good. We're 24 Lavert Hill days away from the start of the Michigan football season. Just thought I would throw that out there, but I'm doing good. I know we've uh, we've been doing this for a little bit here now, and and every time you ask me how I'm doing, just one day close to the college football That's right. season, and in particular the Michigan football season. So I'm doing great. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's starting to get that feeling now that we've got camp rolling. It it feels it's like it's starting to get a little more real, right? Yeah, it doesn't feel real. It's like you look on Instagram and you see these guys, you know, with with the pads on today for the first time, and JJ's got a visor on, and it's like, wow, we're really doing this. We're summer's really just about over, isn't it? But um, it's all right. We love football, and that's that's what we're talking about here. So I'm just excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding, man. I I saw that as well. Uh, Just seeing the highlights from some of the padded practices in that thing that Michigan football uh, put out there just gets you, I don't know, get, gets you hype. I love that Michigan does that, by the way, they got like full uniforms for these practices, uh, which I, I find 
gets gets me like more into it. I don't know if the, if that's because like you look at the NFL training camp videos, right? And it's like, and they got the practice jerseys and the practice uniforms and everything like that. Like Michigan is in full blown uniform when they step out there, man. It just, I don't know. It just adds a little something to, to the hype a little bit, you know? I just want to know what, what it would take to get a running back um, that can catch the ball like Jameer Gibbs on this Michigan yeah. team. <laughs> Donnie Edwards, I think, has yeah, all the skill right. in the world to do that, man. We saw that against Maryland his freshman year, uh, unfortunately. Uh, just had, you know, he had the broken hand last yeah, half of last true, year, true. you At know, the end of the year. Yep, yep. we'll be talking about him a little bit uh, coming up here on the show for sure. Uh, but, but I do want to start with going back to last week, right? Uh, Tyler, we, we talked about kind of questions that we had um, for camp that, that we're going to see answered. And obviously uh, one of the big ones was the offense. Feel like we've had this, uh, you know, the last couple of years, kind of sort of the same questions is the offense going to be more balanced are they going to be able uh willing to sling it a little more maybe on first down and not obvious passing uh situations and we're just over a week in a camp here uh and we already uh kind of got somewhat of an answer i i would say here now again you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt because we're not going to fully know until we get uh, into games, but J.J. McCarthy was talking with the media on Monday, and obviously he, he was asked about the passing game coming into this season, and he said, quote, in order to get over that hump, in order to push through and uh, bring out the most potential we have as an offense, you got to be balanced. We've been working on it like crazy. We've been more heavy focused on the pass game these first five practices. It's been great to be able to get those reps, get those opportunities, end quote. So I, if we're taking J.J. at face value here, uh, they, they're really harping on getting this pass game going and, and ready, uh, getting it to be ready a little more sooner uh, for this 2023 season than maybe we've seen in the last couple seasons. Yeah, I love it. I, I I just caution because, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't fix what's not broken, I guess. Right. Like, I, I think that if, and I'm just, I'm just kind of putting myself in their shoes. Like they're like, okay, well we've done everything possible to beat Ohio state and, and win the big 10, we could do that. We've proven we can do that by running the football and, um, you know, controlling the line of scrimmage and controlling the ball and everything like that. My one caution about throwing the ball a little bit more is you're putting the ball in JJ McCarthy's hands, which we we've seen can be adventurous at times. Uh, we've also seen it can be successful at times. So we just need to hope we get that JJ McCarthy that, that played in that Ohio state game that made those throws on the money. Um, the other thing is you have to keep in mind, if you're going to beat a team like Georgia, which we've talked about kind of at nausea at nauseum at this point, um, you're going to have to throw the football. They're not they're not just going to let you run the ball in between the tackles even if you're a very good offensive line. It doesn't matter. Playing a team like Georgia, we saw it in the, the 2021 uh CFP semifinal down at the Orange Bowl. That they're just I know that was a historic defense and maybe their defense is not as good, but the scheme is still very good and they're going to force you to throw the football. That no matter what, they're going to force you to throw the football. So, you saw what Ohio State almost beat them last year. Now, do we have a Marvin Harrison on our team? More, more than likely not. But can you get a bunch of guys 
to catch the football and make plays through the air, I I think you can. And if you got a quarterback like JJ McCarthy, I think you have a really good shot at doing that. So, I uh, that that felt very uh, uh, politically correct uh, on your part. Do we have a Marvin Harrison Jr. on the team? Probably not. Yeah, I, I would say I would say maybe not. <laughs> maybe we have somebody that can yeah. turn into one. <laughs> more like more than likely not. But can it be done by committee? I guess is, is my question. And and the answer is yes. You have Colson Loveland at tight end who we know is is a stud um you know AJ Barner is another good tight end so are we going to see a lot more of the tight ends situation i think that's po- possible as well just because we say we're going to be balanced that doesn't mean you have to chuck the ball downfield 100 yards or you know 50 yards downfield like ohio state does or like you know some of the air raid offenses do um can you get 10 yards from your tight end can you do a little in and out route with roman wilson can you do a little stop and go with roman wilson and that would be i guess you know your 20 to 25 30 yard play down the sidelines so that would be what i'd be interested in i don't need that 50 yard bomb down the sidelines or, or in the middle of the field would we love to see what we saw in the ohio state game last year absolutely but the likelihood of that happening I guess it kind of depends on who you're facing. Well, I think I think that you need the threat, right? Yep. Um, you you need the threat of being able to do that, or else we'll see teams kind of sit back in a zone, especially if Michigan is still throwing in obvious passing situations. Uh, you, you need, and I think CJ is a guy. Uh, that that can do that we actually saw that you know two years ago in 2021 uh Cornelius Johnson be able to take the top off the defense you you remember the long touchdown before halftime against Northern Illinois probably really remember uh the big deep catch in the Ohio State game uh that set them up for the go-ahead touchdown there in the in the first half uh and then obviously last year at Ohio State with the two deep balls you know um I, I think it needs to be a little more polished I think obviously Roman Wilson is is a guy uh, that can do that because he's got all the speed in the world. You know, we, we saw him against Hawaii make some some huge catches. Got robbed of a long touchdown in the TCU playoff game a year ago. Shit. You know, but that, but that's the thing, right? You you've got two guys that are returning at the top of your receiver depth chart um, that are that are big time players and they're impactful and they've spent an entire offseason working with JJ McCarthy. Now you're getting into camp and he's taking all the one team reps. You're building that chemistry together and uh really hammering that home you know and i thought you brought up a a good point you know um uh, about some of the teams that you might end up facing um you know they're not going to allow you to do what michigan's been able to do on the line of scrimmage against penn state and ohio state last year and you know ohio state the last couple of years actually I talked with uh, uh, Anthony Broom today, obviously formerly of uh, Brewcast Show with myself, Ed Mays and Brew. Now he's over at On Threes of Wolverine. I talked with him on my radio show here today, and he kind of brought up that point. Like, look, if you play some of these better teams, you know, if you play some of these SEC schools, you're probably not going to be able to bully them on the line of scrimmage. You have to be versatile. Um, and, and I think Michigan's got a chance to be that. But I thought they had a chance to be that last year. 
you know, and, and I wonder if they're kind of maybe learning from that a, a little bit. I really thought that Michigan was going to be really tough to stop offensively, and they were, right? They were they were a great offense. They were probably a top 10 offense in college football, so don't get me wrong on that front. But it, it should have gone a little easier in the TCU game, uh, I think, mm. you know. And, uh, you know, when you get to that point, you, you need to be able to do uh, some different things. Difference now, though, right, is that you, you lose Ronnie Bell from last year. So you got two clear guys right at the top in, in CJ and uh, Roman Wilson who can step up to be, I think you need at least three really good wide receivers to be, to have a proficient pass game. Plus probably a good pass catcher in, in uh, the tight end. I think Michigan's got two of them. I'm not a hundred percent sold that Michigan's going to be super proficient passing if they run a lot of 21 personnel with Colson Loveland and A.J. Barner out there at the same time. It can work, but it's more of those intermediate throws uh, sort of thing. Colson Loveland, he can he can go over the top every once in a while out of play action, something like that. But if you're looking to be a proficient passing team, you're probably not being in 21 personnel a ton. Obviously, that's going to help in the run game, you know, with, with both those guys being able to block it. And that brings me to my other point. Whoever steps up uh, in that third receiver role, you know, it sounds like J.J. McCarthy has a lot of high hopes for his former high school teammate and Tyler Morris. But you got to be able to block if you're a receiver, right? First and foremost in this offense. Look, they, they yep. want to be, you know, they want to take the passing game to the next level, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, this is going to probably be a run-first offense, and you need to be able to have the threat of both of those each and every play. And if you're out there as a receiver, we know CJ can block. We know Roman Wilson is physical. Can Tyler Morris, can Darius Clemenson, can these guys, when they're Peyton out there, be, be, yeah, yeah, Peyton O'Leary, can they be counted on to block it in the run game? And that's that's a thing we're, we're going to, uh, I think, see over the next couple of weeks, who emerges from that front and, and also help to take the, the passing game to the next level. Well, Darius Clemens is, what, 6'3", so he should be able to block. 6'3", 210, he should be able to block. I don't, I don't see why there wouldn't be an, an ability for him to be able to block um he's obviously very fast um you know he was obviously a pretty highly touted uh recruit as well um Tyler Morris does he is it me or does he look like Ronnie Bell with the number eight out yeah. there <laughs> the same he visor does, everything it's crazy right? but yeah I mean if you're going to be able to run the football then obviously your wide receivers have to have to block and and that kind of goes without being said, but, but in terms of, of being more versatile, I think, I think I have no problem with that. Um, I just, you don't want to take away from the running game. I think the running game is so strong that if you go 50, 50, maybe I think that's good. I don't want to see 70, 30 pass and then run. You know what I mean? Like it's gotta be a very almost equal balance. I feel like, cause then you yeah. keep your opponent guessing, you know what I mean? Right. No, a a absolutely. You know, and um, uh, going back to that, you know, how how much are we going to see? Because another guy, obviously, who I think could help out in the past game is, is Donovan Edwards. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and by the way, I think I think I, I think I was saying uh, 21 personnel. I meant 12 personnel. Uh, but Michigan could obviously use a lot of 21 personnel given two uh, great running backs that they've got uh, here uh, in, in the running back room with Blake Corm and, and Donovan Edwards here, man. Uh, but, but that's another thing. Like we saw Donnie, you know, line up in the slot a little bit his freshman year in the in that Maryland Maryland game in particular. If he if he can stay healthy, you know, that's a guy. 
that can go line up motion out of the backfield, get a linebacker switched onto him. And that's an absolute mismatch that we've, we've seen Michigan take advantage of uh, many times over yeah. the last couple of years. So there's different ways. I, I think that Michigan can, can really be a little more proficient in the past game, but also the, the other big question mark too, right? Is who is going to emerge up front? We obviously know, Trevor Keegan, Zach Sinter, uh, that, that's no question. Sounds like Ladarius Henderson has a, a stranglehold over on left tackle. Drake Nugent kind of has a stranglehold uh, on the center position. Who are we going to see over at right tackle? You know, is, is it going Dante to Jones, be... Carson Barnhart, someone, right. someone like that. Miles Hinton maybe coming yep. over from Stanford as well. But that's the, so that's the other thing uh, that, that I find interesting. So last year, there's a lot of chemistry returning up front. And I still think there there is a bit especially on the interior, but if you are so if you're working a ton on the pass game right now, you're taking away like like there there's got to be sacrifice. You only have so much time to work in practice, right? You're right. sacrificing a little bit these guys the whoever whatever five up front that that they're working with, you know, um getting most of the first team reps, you're sacrificing a little bit on them being uh, having having some chemistry in the run game, right? We we know Michigan loves their pin and pull schemes. You know, are you taking away from these guys being able to to work on that a little bit, uh, in order to to get their chemistry and pass protection? And I'm fine with it. I'm just saying. So if they are working on uh, you know, uh, the pass game quite a bit more, then they'll probably have to rely on it a little bit more because you are taking away some of that work uh, in getting the five up front being on the same page in the run game that led to being back-to-back Joe Moore award winners. Right. Yeah. And I mean, obviously the offensive line is one of the more important parts of any football team in particular, this one where they want to be balanced. If you're going to be able to run the football, the offensive line obviously is going to have to get the push with the pin and pull and, and everything like that. But what I'm interested in is what is it going to look like in a situation where they have to throw the football? Can the offensive line hold up on the mm. outside part? Not worried about the interior. I think the interior is going to be fine with Keegan and Zinter. Um, I think that your biggest issues is going to be on the outside. Do, do you give J.J. McCarthy enough time? Yeah, and well, the, the beautiful part about that is too, right? And I can't remember who said it. Uh, if it was Zinter or Keegan, I think it was one of those two. Uh, you kind of they kind of alluded to the fact that uh, when they do screw up, they said JJ is able to fix it uh, a lot of the time, and that's that's the beautiful thing about having a guy like JJ McCarthy. If you put a great line in front of him, he, he's going to be amazing. But even if there's a breakdown here and there, he has the utmost ability to move in the pocket, get out of the pocket, throw on the run, take off himself. Like he's just a straight up playmaker out there. And that obviously takes the offense to the next level in in its own right, you know? So either way, you know, it, it it's, it's looking promising from that front, but yeah, you, you have to be able to at least hold up a little bit. I, it sounds like uh, Ladarius Henderson is all that and more. What is, Let's see, what does he stand? He's 6'5", 310. He's got good feet, you know, started a lot of games over at Arizona State. It's that right side. And we saw the same thing last year, right? Uh, you know, at times, whether it was Barnhart, whether it was Trent Day Jones, at times the, the right tackle just ultimately was kind of the, the one weak point uh, with the big guys up front. 
Well, Miles Hinton is 6'6", 340. So um, if if you need a guy that, that is huge and, and, you know, should be able to block, that's certainly a guy. I, yeah, I but, 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 it, but then when you're that big, it all comes down to your footwork as well, right? Can, can you get off? Can you get that, that deep set and get in the position, you know? No, you are absolutely right. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's a great question. I'll tell you what, <laughs> when you're when you're talking about a football team, a college football team coming into a season and, and your big things are, well, uh, are you know, are they going to throw it more because we know they can or are they just going to run it 40 times and still beat teams by 24? You know, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I totally agree. I remember the times where, you know, you had to beat Army in overtime and and you know, situations like that where you beat Iowa 10 to three. So this is much better. I agree with you there. (laughs) Whether it's boring or not, I don't care. I'll take boring. Just blow them out. Yeah, no, let's let's do it 100 percent of the time. Are you kidding me? I agree. (laughs) Oh, man. So uh, moving on here uh, a little bit, we we talked or hinted at it, I should say. Uh, We had an interesting uh quote from uh, Donovan Edwards that I actually uh, happen to love here. Um, uh, let me, I had it pulled up here. My bad. I have and, it pulled and up. I, you, you got it pulled up. I, I had it here. I do, and let's see where, where are we at? Here we go. I got the full quote. Donovan Edwards was talking with pro football focus and he said, quote, I will go down as one of the greatest running backs to ever play the game. I'll be up there with Walter Payton. Barry Sanders, I believe I will revolutionize the game and the position. This is the perfect time for me because the NFL wants running backs who can catch. If the NFL wants a linebacker on me, good luck with that. I don't care who you are. Good luck guarding me. I see all the stuff right now with how the running backs aren't getting paid. I believe that I'll get paid for how I play the game. And quote, quite honestly, look, man, you, you can say what you want. I love the confidence, man. Donovan, Donovan Edwards has more confidence in himself than probably anyone I've ever seen legitimately. Like you, you listen to this guy and he gives the, he gives flowers to everyone else. He was up on the big 10 championship stage last year, said Blake Corb's best running back in the country. And he, he's more than willing to give love to his teammates. But when it comes down to it, he has got more confidence in himself than anyone maybe I've ever seen. And you know what? He should, he, yeah. Single-handedly, well, I shouldn't say single-handedly, but he had two huge touchdowns in the Ohio State game. He'll go down as a legend in the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry. Um, we'll always remember those two touchdowns against Ohio State, just like we'll remember the five that uh, Hassan Askins um, had against Ohio State. Um, but Donovan Edwards is a different running back than what we've had in the past, I feel like. He's he can do it both. He can run between the tackles. He can run outside. He can catch the football. You can line him up in the slot. Hell, you could probably line him up outside and he'll beat a, he'll beat mm-hmm. a corner down the sideline. So um, he, I, I, some people, I saw people pissed off about this and you know what? Shockingly, right. That everyone gets pissed off about something, but yeah. What, like, what, what do you expect him to say that he, he's not going to be one of the best running backs ever? I guess right, yeah, one no thing that people would say like, oh, well, don't say anything at all. No, that's not the type of guy he is. He's a confident individual. Will he be that? Time will tell, right? Time will right. tell whether he's a Barry Sanders or a Walter Payton. Those are very um, lofty goals, I would say. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you need to put belief in yourself. And that's what Donovan Edwards is doing right now. And, I mean, 
he might be the best running back on the team, by the way. Yeah, and it all depends. Like, like the thing about Corum, right, is his vision and his ability to cut on a dime. That's what that's what makes him so great. But Donovan Edwards is so versatile. He's so fast. He hits the hole so hard. And, and again, if he stays healthy, like you know, he, he he dealt with a lower body body injury for a bit. His uh, his freshman year last year, the broken hand uh, could only carry it. You know, on uh, with his uh, I think it was his left hand, if, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, you know, and at times made it weird when he was running to the right, you know? Uh, so like if, if we can see just a full body Donovan Edwards, man, we don't even really know what that looks like for, for the most part, you know, it's, it's a scary thought. I, I wish him nothing but the best in his endeavor. Uh, I, it's probably, you know, unfortunately, uh, not the time in the game of football, uh, that, you know, it's going to be really hard to be mentioned with those guys at the end of the day because of the way the NFL operates and the way the game of football operates right now. I, and I know what he's saying, but I mean, Austin Eckler caught 107 passes last year. He's still fighting to get a decent contract with the with the Chargers. But again, Donovan Edwards, I mean, he's he's the type of guy that you said it. He can literally line up in the slot or on the outside, motion out of the backfield like he is as versatile of a weapon as it gets. And again, I would love to see Michigan showcase that. And we we talked about it a lot last offseason. Like we thought that was going to be the plan to use Donovan Edwards that way. And it never really came to fruition uh, last year. And I would love to see it happen this year. Yeah, it seemed like they didn't need it that much. And then when they did need it, you know, his hand was messed up. And he had that lower body injury as well. Um my interesting thing is, you know, everyone talks about him as being or he he talks about himself as being a Barry Sanders or a Walter Payton. Those are maybe lofty goals. And that's that's probably saying it in a nice way. Shoot for the moon, right? Shoot for yeah. the stars. But yeah. like I see him more as like the Alvin Kamara, the um, to a lesser extent, like a um, James White, the Patriots. You remember James White? Um, a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, that can run, that can line him up in the slot, like that kind of guy in the NFL. And, you know, does he get receiver money when he gets to the NFL? I, I don't know. I don't think so, but you never know. I mean, especially if he's lining up in the slot a lot or, you know, they're they're kind of using him all over the place. Who knows? But I, I don't hate him for saying that. I mean, I think I think any college student, athlete, that believes in themselves like that and wants to say something like that. Well, you better go out there and back it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, you, you know, you, you brought up some, <laughs> you, you, you brought up, uh, some comparisons right now. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you who he kind of reminds me of it. And, and I don't know, he, he might not be, I guess, as, uh, uh size wise, uh, I'm not sure how comparable it is actually. Uh, let me double check right now. Let's see. Donovan ever six, one, two Oh four, uh, guy I'm looking at has about, uh, 20 pounds on him, but you know who else he really reminds me of Tyler. Who's that? Le'Veon Bell. Oh, that's a good one too. You know, Spartan that was fans a guy are he... not going to be too happy. I, about I, know, that that, I, almost, I almost didn't even want to, I almost didn't even want to make the comparison. You know, I think both fan bases will be, uh, uh, up on me about it, but, uh, no, I mean, you think of what he did in Pittsburgh, right? And uh, I mean, the amount of touches, you know, I'm I'm just looking at it. He had 
you know, let's see, one, two, three years where he caught 75 or more passes, caught 66 in 2019, and ran the ball a ton, right? He had three yards of over 1,000. He had 321 care. In 2017, Le'Veon had 321 carries for just under 1,300 yards, and then he caught 85 passes for 655 yards. I mean, how absurd is that? Right. Uh, It's that's that's crazy. So that's that's what I think Donovan Edwards. I mean, uh, when when you're looking at him like that's the type of career I think he could have in the league. And I think he could have some pretty big numbers, you know, not I won't say similar because they don't play as many games, but uh, a college football equivalent of what Le'Veon Bell did in 2017 on the receiving side. He's not going to get as many carries because he's going to be splitting with Blake Corum. Uh, but but he could absolutely be a guy, you know, that that catches, I, I think, even 50 uh, passes here this year for Michigan if they want to use him that way. Oh, without a doubt, you know, and, and you know, the fact that he did what he did in that Ohio State game and then in the TCU game, he was kind of bottled up a little bit. But I feel like with a healthy Blake Corum, Healthy Donovan Edwards. I mean, you could put them both out there. And and are you handing it off to Corum? Are you throwing it to Donovan Edwards on a wheel route? Are you passing with JJ? Is it an RPO? Like it opens up everything, really. I feel like. You know what I want to I want to see from the offense here this year that we didn't see last year. We saw a lot two years ago. The train. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, Definitely not. I want to see some more flea flickers, man. Michigan had so much success in 2021 with the Mm -hmm. flea flicker. I don't think we saw it at all last year. No, we didn't. We didn't. I love it. Did we see it? I think we might have seen it in the Ohio State game. I'd have to double check that, but. I don't, I don't remember. I, we got the jump pass from Glenn Mullings. Yeah, by Mullings. Yep. That's right. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember the flea flicker, but yeah, um, definitely. Um, you know, some questions starting to be answered. I like that JJ was open about it going back. I love Donovan Edwards in the confidence. And that's almost like, to me, that quote from Donovan Edwards is like, it's almost forcing the hand of, of the coaching staff to use him in that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Like we said, 24 days away, three weeks from Saturday, Michigan, East Carolina at the big house should be a great, great time. Well, Tyler, as we, we wrap up this week uh, on feeling blue, where can we find you on social media, man? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter or X. If you want to call it that at seal dog 91. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Yardy, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow Mesa Brew, obviously, and subscribe, rate, leave a review wherever you get your podcast because we got some great shows for you. Obviously, Feeling Blue, we've got Out of the Blue, we've got Future Blue. We're going to have the Pick'em Podcast coming back in a couple of weeks, so make sure you're subscribed. Don't miss out. And if you rate, leave a review, we really do appreciate it. So, uh, and tell your friends, you know, if you enjoy the show, you know, say, hey, we, we found ourselves a, a pretty good Michigan uh, podcast here. Make sure to check it out. We'd really appreciate that as well. So wrap it up here on this week's Feeling Blue for my partner, Tyler Seeley. I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week.